Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, boys and girls, to the South End Zone podcast. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm hosting this week, and I am joined, as always, by Timmy and Jason. Guys, we're getting to that point of the year where there's not a ton of football stuff to talk about, so we'll be introducing some uh, what we call football-adjacent topics. There's some football to talk about, uh, which we will get into. Timmy, I'll start with you. How's uh, how's things? We missed you last week. Yeah, man. I was a little busy last week, but uh, it's good to be back in the chair and... Uh talking some shit with you guys so i'm looking forward to uh the topics we got on hand today all right jason how's it going oh man i'm i'm fantastic i'm i'm still kind of super butthurt that uh timmy wasn't there to you know help us dissect the hardball machine man i feel like there would have been some super hot takes like flamethrower status coming out of there i mean am i wrong it it pains me deeply (laughs) directly in his wheelhouse but uh, so speaking of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, uh, since we last talked about him, uh, some things have changed uh, both for him uh, and the program. Speaking of super butthurt, Eric is also super butthurt about Jim Harbaugh. I was. I was super butthurt and I, I kind of got over it. But well, he was actually super butthurt twice because he was super butthurt to find out they were interviewing him and then he got his hopes up. And then when he said, fuck you, he got super butthurt again. Yeah. He did the Harbaugh episode. It's like, man, he's actually yeah. a good coach. I hope we yeah. get him. Yeah. Like, I, nope. I, I was like, oh, they, they talked to him. I'm like, oh, what the hell? No. Ew. And then, yeah, well, yeah. As we start going over his history and his background for the Harbaugh deep dive episode, I'm like, man, they could do a lot worse. Like, <laughs> hey, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, he, he interviews and they say, appreciate your time. We'll let you know, you know, don't call us. We'll call you. (laughs) And, uh, they didn't, they didn't call him after a supposed nine hour interview. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It it really looked like a done deal at the beginning or even kind of during right up until I saw the first tweet saying, you know, Jim Harbaugh's has called the Michigan AD and explained that he's coming back for 2022 and he's, he's staying for as long as they'll have him. And I'm like, wait a minute. There'll be no questions from me. I represent me in this issue. Please ask me after. But yeah, so that happened. Uh, That was a thing. And (laughs) now in the meantime, while that was going on, uh, once he set his interview, he went into work. His interview was on a Wednesday last week. Uh, He went into work on Tuesday once that interview was set and told his staff, basically, chances are I'm not going to be back and you guys should take the rest of the week off and, you know, kind of explore uh, what might be best for you and what you want to do as far as your future, Uh, which is, you know, he basically told them, feel free to start looking for a job because you may not have one, depending on who replaces me. Now, some guys did just that. Uh, They had already lost their defensive coordinator to, uh, he jumped the NFL to the Ravens to work with the other Harbaugh. And then Josh Gaddis, who was the Broyles award winner for the top assistant in college football, went to Miami. So kind of begs the question, Jason, what what does (laughs) next season look like for them? Oh, man. Uh, 
Well, on the surface, you look at it and you're thinking like, okay, well, they lost their defensive coordinator. They lost their offensive coordinator. Defensively is the main concern because not only did they lose their coordinator, but they also are getting gutted. You know, graduations, NFL, all, I mean, their, their turnover on defense is massive. So, and then you're bringing in a new coordinator. And on top of that, they lose Josh Gaddis, who takes a lateral move to Miami, probably for the reason that you talked about. And I'm sure there was a pay bump, maybe, but you're, now you're looking for two coordinators. Recruiting season is pretty much over. Transfer portal. I'm sure we'll probably see another surge after the spring. You know, after some guys yeah. win some jobs or lose some jobs, whatever. Yeah, mostly lose jobs, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, right. So, that you know, they might pick up a guy or two there, but now you're looking for two coordinators and you've got pretty much just a lame duck head coach who obviously does not really want to be there. But overall, like I say, on the surface, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I don't. We we talked about it briefly in the group chat. Like, I don't foresee a a, a two and ten Indiana type downfall coming. But you know, it, Timmy, I look at what they're losing and what who they're replacing, both on on the field and on the sideline, and I I kind of see like maybe an eight win team here. What about you? Yeah, and before I get into it, I, I want to touch back on you know the part about how Jim Harbaugh actually you know notified his staff about what his intentions were. So I'm actually going to give him a little bit of credit for that and uh, throw some shade at Brian Kelly. And, you know, that's kind of the way you handle that situation. If, you know, you're pretty much two feet out the door, at least give the guy a courtesy of a reach around to let him know like, Hey man, this is probably coming down the pipe. It obviously didn't go the way that he wanted. Um, so now you're in this weird scenario. And for all the reasons that Jason mentioned, I, I agree with all of those key points. I don't think that this season is going to go very well. I agree with you, Eric. I don't think it's going to be catastrophic, but they're definitely primed for one of those, you know, let down seven, eight win middling seasons where they're just not very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we talked about that even before all this, this Harbaugh nonsense happened, you know, as far as this was kind of their genie in a bottle type year, everything kind of broke right for them. And the idea that they're going to, you know, repeat or sustain this type of year really seemed far-fetched, I think, to all of us. Yeah. And that was mainly based on on the talent loss perspective. And then when you throw in all this coaching turmoil, that only fuels more into that. So it, it could definitely go sideways. But like you guys talked about last week, you know, deep down, he actually is a pretty good damn coach. So this will be a, a test of what he can actually do with the resources that he has. And that's what I was going to point to real quick is like I've talked about it. I think they were a flash in the pan that they will kind of fall back to earth. This will be the true moniker to that. Like, I mean, if you want to test whether or not they're a flash in the pan, you know, teams like Alabama, Georgia, you know, Ohio State, they see so much turnover with coordinators and that kind of stuff. So, and they still, you know, continue to dominate pretty much year in and year out. So if Michigan can come out and win double digit games again, then maybe I'm a believer, but I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Uh, okay. So real quick, gun to your head. You have to bet on the game today, and I'm going to set the line at Ohio State minus 20 and a half. What are you taking, Tim? Uh, I am taking Ohio State and laying the points every day of the week. Uh, Jason? Absolutely. Give me, I mean, if you said, if you said 23, 24 and a half, I would still lay the points. Yeah, I I think we're three for three on that. I would definitely I you know between what Ohio State's done in the off season and Michigan's done in the off season, they're they're like going in. They feel like to me like they're going in opposite directions. I think from what I can tell right now, that game looks like it might be ugly. But 
Uh, so enough about Michigan. This conversation's going nowhere. We're going to head down south, and there's a little bit. Uh, so we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and I didn't realize this until this morning. But tomorrow, there is some sort of SEC coaches meeting that apparently is an annual deal that I knew nothing about until this morning. Uh, there may be some interesting discussions at this meeting, guys, because Jimbo Fisher had a little bit of a media back and forth with, believe it or not, Lane Kiffin. Well, you should know that. Super butter, man. Super big shocker there. Yeah. Hopefully all of our listeners were sitting down for that news. Um, so we'll get into it a little more next week, but uh, Texas A&M uh, roped in just a superb recruiting class by, you know, depending on which service you look at, uh, arguably the best recruiting class ever, but they were clearly number one this year. The best recruiting class money can buy. And yeah, and Lane Kiffin made some comments, you know, kind of to that effect about, you know, we were wondering how much Texas A&M paid for their recruiting class. Believe it or not, Jimbo Fisher took exception. And I don't know if you guys saw Jason, you see kind of his, his reaction. I did. And you know what I took away from it? First of all, it's like, don't try to be flamboyant, Fisher. Like, just don't. Don't fall into that trap of, like, if I'm him, I take the Parcells approach. It's like, guys, are you going to ask me about our team or like our upcoming season or anything like that? Because if not, like, I got to go to practice. Like, that's what I, <laughs> that's the route I would have taken. I wouldn't have sat on the podium and made a big rant about how, oh, well, you know, people come here because it's the best place to play and this, that, and the other. It's like, coach, you've been there four seasons. Your pre your previous three recruiting classes uh, were nowhere even remotely close to anything resembling what you just brought in. And on top of that, you just went eight and four. So it's not like you just, you're coming off a national title. Yeah, that's, I mean, I get... I get responding to it because it is the the way I think Kiffin phrased it was a little bit of a kind of a direct attack on character. And I get him wanting to defend himself and respond to that. But it it was a little over the top for me. And that's exactly what Lane wanted. He's the number one biggest Internet troll. Yeah. He, like he got suckered into trying to out Kiffin Kiffin. Right. Don't yeah. don't be flamboyant like Kiffin. That's my whole point. Like, don't don't right. fall into that trap because you will lose. <laughs> Like you just it it doesn't look. You good. can't out troll the number one troll. No. It's just not going to happen. No, no. Yeah, and then as far as now, it, and I agree. I think it was a little bit over the top as far as his response. Yeah, like, like talking about I know things, and you don't want to go down that road. I know the dirty right. side of college football. It's well, like, even yeah. that, or just the the whole kind of you know we're not going anywhere. Well, <laughs> you were four and four in conference there, homie. Like what? Who? <laughs> What are we doing? What are we even talking about? Like, win something of consequence first. Now, I can't believe I'm saying this. In Lane Kiffin's defense. You can stop right there. Yeah, I probably should. But <laughs> it is worth it is worth pointing out. You know, you, everyone's heard the saying where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you look at Texas A&M recruiting, there's some definite. I'm not saying there's fire. I'm saying there's some smoke. So this is this is Jimbo's fifth class. Fifth class. Uh, his previous four classes from 2018 to 2021 contained five five-star recruits total. And this year he pulled in first year of a full cycle with NIL already in place. And he pulls in seven. You kidding me? I'm just saying, which one's the outlier? That's all. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> like he can say whatever he wants and maybe that's legit. And they just like got out and busted their asses. And I, 
I'm not going to like sit here and try to take away anything from the coaches. I'm sure they all work hard at recruiting and they do, you know, put in tons of hours and all that. So it's not like I'm sitting here trying to crush all their coaching staff and say they didn't work their asses off. But when you have a dramatic turnaround like that in year five, it's not like a Nick Saban where he was there in 07 and in 08, they brought in the number one class, you know? Right. Well, I, and if they had been a, a, you know, a 10 and two team and played in the conference championship game, it, it wouldn't be surprising to see that uptick. But when you're eight and four, right. And you're, and you're carrying losses to a mediocre LSU team and an eight win Mississippi state team. And I, yeah, I don't know. It just, it seemed like a little much to me, but I don't even know where to start. Let's just, let's just go like really general. Uh, Jason, what in the name of Zeus's butthole is happening at Auburn? <laughs> Man, I would like to tell you that it's something out of the ordinary, but as a lifelong Alabama fan, this is the same old shit with them, man. It's always the same old thing. And the main problem, I'm just going to point to the main problem right out of the gate, is the administration and the boosters. They want to control what happens down there. And they are not the type of administration and boosters that are willing to hand the keys to a coach. They're just not. They've never done it. I don't see them ever doing it. And that is why they go from one coach to the next, pay a massive buyouts, and it's just like a repeating cycle. And I will say this. I have not seen it this bad to where the players are publicly crushing the coach on social media. To my knowledge, that's really the first time I've ever seen that at Auburn. But <laughs> we call him a dictator well, and stuff. Yeah. Now some are, and some are not. Well, when I hear that he's a dictator, to me, that's kind of like a whiny sort of standpoint to take. Like, oh, this is a dictatorship. Well, go fucking go play for Nick Saban. I got news for you. <laughs> like, yeah. that guy's the ultimate dictator. Like, he controls everything. So don't really get down with that argument. One man's dictator is another man's disciplinarian. Right. And I, so that, you know, that's kind of subjective, but uh, for anyone who hasn't paid any attention whatsoever, uh, Brian Harson, the head coach, is on what is probably the world's weirdest vacation in Mexico right now. And he probably has no idea whether he's coming back to a job or not. Uh, Auburn in year one went six and seven, and he just pulled in the number 18 class in the country, which on the surface sounds okay, but it is, I believe, fifth in the SEC West. Oh, no, I got those numbers here for you. I actually knew we were going to kind of go down this road. So uh, they actually like just brief over, just skimming over what he's done so far. They started off pretty good, six and two. And uh, they they won at home over at the time, number 11, Ole Miss. Okay. And then from there, they lost five straight, including the, you know, gut-wrenching overtime loss at Alabama. Uh, finished six and seven, lost their bowl game. First losing season since 2012. And then they finished, according to 24-7 Sports, they finished 18th in recruiting and 29th in the transfer portal rankings. That's good for 8th in the SEC in recruiting, 9th in the transfer rankings. Worst recruiting class since 2009. Woo! So, so I don't, I'm going to ask because I don't know the answer. Like, this isn't like a, a, a tee-up question. I'm, I'm legitimately curious. The transfer rankings, does that account just players in? 
or players who left. That in, that it, yeah, that's everything. I I think that's to my, the, the sum total of what they did in the transfer portal, pluses think, and minuses. Yeah, I mean, I, it's still a relatively new rankings. I don't work for twenty four seven, but I you know USC's number one in the transfer rankings. If that gives you any kind of you know inclination, because they did lose some guys like Jackson Dart and people like that, but they gained Caleb Williams and stuff like that. So they're they rank them based okay, yeah. on who came in, I guess, and they weigh that against who went out. So, yeah. Well, and I was kind of curious because one of the kind of one of the things I was going to bring up is how many guys are, you know, kind of like Michigan, only to a much, much larger extreme. Uh, they have 19 players who have transferred since the end of the season. We suck. Which, which includes eight defensive linemen. So <laughs> if you can find a prop bet for, you know, over under average rushing yards per game allowed for Auburn somewhere, jump on the over. It's kind of weird though, because like you see this mass exodus of players, and you know some of them are, are talking smack on Harson and you know the administration and everything else, and then on the flip side, you got a bunch of them over there standing up for him. So it's it's like really hard to get a read on how the players actually feel about the situation down there. I just can't make heads or tails of it. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is the boosters because there's a lot of. Uh, not even really speculation. There's a lot of just flat out reports um, that, you know, Harson. we talked about it before. He was not their first pick. He, he wasn't their, their golden egg by any stretch. He was probably like fourth or fifth on their list. Yeah, no, I could tell you two guys right out of the gate that turned down the job were uh, Brent Venables and Billy Napier. Both of those guys yeah. turned, turned down the Auburn job. And I know, and I want to say- Shane Beamer it, is on that list as well. Right. That That's another one I was going to- kind of mention i don't know for a fact they offered him a contract but i know he supposedly interviewed with him yeah that might be an interviewed and he didn't like what he saw and said i think i'm going to pursue something else probably but i do know that brent venables talked about that as at his intro press conference at oklahoma was that auburn job and you know he didn't feel he was comparing it to oklahoma and why he was comfortable leaving clemson after so long for the oklahoma job uh, and why he didn't leave sooner and he he specifically mentioned auburn and how the school administration, the boosters, the athletic department, he wasn't comfortable with how, you know, kind of their alignment and he didn't feel like they were all pulling the rope in the same direction. Uh, and I think there's a lot to that. If I asked a, a random kind of everyday normal college football fan, like, hey, who is in charge of the football program at the University of Georgia? Right. They would all say Kirby Smart and they would all say Davo Swinney and they would all say Nick Saban. If I said who is in charge you know, who holds the keys to the Auburn football program? I don't, you might get seven different answers. <laughs> well, it's, it seems like it's the, it seems like it's the equivalent of having like the Auburn college football Reddit page be the, you know, the, the head honcho of your football program. Like this shit just doesn't work, man. Yeah. I don't, it, it kind of feels like what, what people think of Texas and why Texas seems to underachieve a lot is the same type of thing. They get a lot of outside interference and so, I don't know. Auburn's a mess. Yeah, let the fucking guys who get paid to do football things do football things. You just fucking give them money if they need it. Well, and that's something um, I saw an article today. Uh, your boy Orgeron, who is living off a big, fat $17 million buyout right now, was uh, he was asked about Auburn, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, coaches coach and players play, administrators and boosters, they administrate and boost. And if you can keep it like that, you got a chance to have a successful program. He said, me personally, I've never been in a situation where I wasn't in control. So 
I haven't dealt with it personally, but it seems to me like that's what's going on at Auburn is, you know, there's kind of the too many chiefs, not enough Indians type feel to it. Yeah, they got to get somebody in there in the athletic director role that's just going to cut the head off the snake and tell all those people to go f- themselves. And, you know, if they end up taking a hit on the monetary side of it, so be it. But it's it's going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah, well, and that's part of the problem is they're, they have an outgoing school president who uh, I, he either just retired or is about to retire. Uh, their athletic director has a contract that expires at the end of this year of this calendar year. So there just, it seems like there's not a lot of stability there. And, you know, Tim, you mentioned money. They're going to, you know, they will be shelling out. They're already shelling out to Gus Malzahn. It looks like the chances are they're going to be shelling out to Brian Harson. So those guys, that's going to come in at just under $40 million combined for buyouts. And then they got to pay the next guy. Uh, but one thing I did find interesting as far as the state of affairs at Auburn is Derek Mason who the former Vanderbilt coach who was their defensive coordinator uh, left. And he's now the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, where he's going to be making $1.1 million a year for 2022 and 2023. And that $1.1 million is kind of a notable number because that is a $400,000 pay cut to leave Auburn and go to work for Mike Gundy. <laughs> is that am i crazy is that like the biggest red flag in the world <laughs> that's like the biggest skew that you could ever give a college football program i'm gonna go work i mean for gundy and mm. take a pay cut to boot aye, aye. It, but like if yeah. you're one of those boosters down there at auburn like at what point do you just get tired of pissing money into the wind and look at yourself in the mirror and go I'm part of the problem of running these assholes out of here every two years and just burning money up. Man, that is the question that I've been asking. I've asked tons of people that same question. Like, if you, probably, if yeah, you had your entire if, adult life. Yeah. If you had $50 million, would you give Auburn a cent of it? And everyone uh, that no. I talk to is like, no, no, I would not give them any money. <laughs> I don't know why the people do it, but there's always some asshole who's got millions, who's willing to pay them out. And speaking of paying out, would you guys like to know where Auburn ranks uh, in total buyout money paid over the last 15 seasons? $1 billion. I would be stunned if they are not number one. Uh, Well, you are going to be stunned because- Oh, actually, Florida State might be in on that mm, because they're paying two buyouts for Willie Taggart. Nope, they're not even in the top 10. But Nebraska is number one. In buyout money by a total of one point six million. Auburn is this Auburn, staff. Yeah, this is or head coach only. Uh, you know, I don't know what that because I guess if you shake in a whole staff, depending, I mean, that could get. Yeah, no, I don't know how that works. If there's, I don't. This list, I didn't actually save the article. I just pulled the list from it. But bottom line, Nebraska number one at twenty seven point nine million. I assume this is just <sighs> head coaches. Auburn number two at twenty six point two million. Okay, well, I think uh, Nebraska may be the leader in the clubhouse, but I think Auburn's about to birdie eighteen. <laughs> yeah, speaking of eighteen, that's what Harson's buyout is eighteen mil. So yeah, they they might even they might even uh, pull off an eagle, so to speak. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a nasty situation, man. And you got the 
just all kinds of negative shit. They're trying to investigate him and find stuff wrong that he's done. You know, they've got the the affair rumors that are going on that he's, you know, been having an affair with some girl that he brought with him from Boise State. And I mean, we're not here to publicly crush him or her on the podcast. We don't I mean, I don't even care about that. That's not yeah. directly related to the job he does right. at the school. Even, even if it's 100% true, which we have no idea. Right. Yeah. It's a rumor that exists, but I'm not going to. Right. It's just, it. it's a really convenient time for that rumor to become fact to me. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, if you believe in coincidence. Yeah. I think people are just trying to find any way they can to get rid of him. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess we can kind of just summarize the situation at Auburn as I don't see a ton of reasons for optimism. No, and if if you're a if you're a lifelong hardcore Auburn fan, I, I kind of feel for you because I just it doesn't look good from where I'm sitting. No, but, I mean I've I've got several friends who are Auburn fans, a couple of them who listen to this podcast, so <laughs> they I mean they all know that like I'm pretty humble, like I don't completely just poo poo Auburn all the time. I try to give them credit when it's due, but man, <sighs> enough about Auburn, they suck. We sucked. Yeah, I just, I think we need to put a, a bow on them because yeah. this might be the, the most compelling discussion we have on them for the next eight months. But uh, so that, that covers our football uh, topics for the show. Uh, before we move into the football adjacent topics, uh, I'm going to have Jason tell you guys about our uh, corporate partners over at DraftKings, and then uh, we'll move on to some game day eats. Oh, man, I'm pumping the game day eats. But uh Speaking of game day eats, you guys got any big game day eats planned for Super Bowl Sunday? Anybody? Well, I do, but I'm not going to spoil the next segment. Yeah, I'm saving my secrets for the next segment, man. Come on. (laughs) I'm going to be on the road for that entire day. So no no game day eats for me. But anyway, uh, yeah, so our corporate sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, the moment we've all been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Sportsbook isn't available in your state. Play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. That is the Pigskin Podcast Network acronym and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text Hope New York 467-369. All right, Eric. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into the uh, football adjacent game day eats conversation, man. I'm pumped up for this. Yeah. So 
uh, most people are aware that the uh, Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. You know, we're not here to talk necessarily about the Super Bowl, but along with the Super Bowl come Super Bowl parties and with Super Bowl parties come lots of good food. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, kind of a convenient time of the year to do that. So we're going to do this uh, kind of like we did our picks during the season. We'll just go one by one and uh, almost like a draft. Uh, we'll all get a first round pick for our our top, our go to number one on our board, uh, best game day eat available type pick. Uh, and we'll do three rounds of that. It wouldn't be the South End Zone podcast unless we talk trash about something. So once we go over our favorites, we will all pick our bottom of the barrel, our, our Mr. Irrelevant, uh, maybe even an undrafted free agent. Our, oh, yeah. The total draft bust. We'll all identify our Ryan Leaf of the Game Day Eats <laughs> spread. <laughs> and and then we'll uh, we'll go into some hot wing power rankings and kind of figure out, you know, some people are just a wings a wing type people and some people want and it a certain those way Those people are wrong <laughs> it can be it can be very wrong so i won the picks competition during the season Ooh. yeah this shit's rigged already yeah speaking of rigged jason won the whoa, uh, whoa. the end of the end of season awards show competition so uh so timmy you are the biggest loser as far as this goes and <laughs> And because of that, Excellent. Uh, he's you, got a first overall pick. You, you have first overall pick. You are the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm of the, the South Jaguars of the South End Zone podcast. This is awesome. So uh, one one with the first pick in the 2022 South End Zone podcast game day eats episode draft. Timmy selects. I'm going with a loaded, and I'm talking loaded set of nachos so you know i'm talking like the whole nine on there man you got the chili the jalapenos lettuce tomatoes sour cream onions olives all that shit you know just make a a huge pile of that shit and get you some scoops on your plate sit down on the couch and uh watch the action man that's my uh number one overall pick that's the trevor lawrence of the uh football food world in my opinion Ooh. so tre- trevor lawrence without the hair is nachos <laughs> so i yes. have some so i have some post draft post pick questions to that um are you talking Bring like it. a like a nacho bar like where everybody can make massive plates of nachos or are you just like hogging all that shit for yourself and also caveat to that is this like pre-game in-game post-game like what what time of day are we talking here So I'm going to answer your second question first. So I prefer, you know, when you have a congregation of people at your house or you're at somebody else's house, you know, watching football, traditionally you don't like, you know, sit down at the table and have a knife and fork and and eat a meal like that. You know, you have a bunch of, you know, finger foods, if you will, a smorgasbord laid out, a full spread and let people just go and pick and choose at their leisure when they want to eat. So I'm a big fan of having that available like before the game and during the game so that people can get up and snack and, you know, continue to eat if they want to. As far as the style of the nachos, I'm not opposed to the nacho bar idea, but I personally prefer just to make like one huge like Mount Vesuvius size pile of nachos and then just let people, you know, dig in off the tray and put it on their plate. All right. That's solid. Okay. Solid first overall pick. I like that. All right. Uh, so, Jason, you and I split the two previous competitions. So I flipped a coin. You won. Uh, you have the second overall pick. 
All right. Okay. So uh, with my first pick, it's simple, it's easy, it's reliable, and it's legit. And also it's pretty flexible because it depends on where you live or what your preference is. But I feel like you got to have just a, like a bomb ass cheese dip made, or you could, you know, make it like a buffalo chicken dip or something, but ultimately you got to have a solid cheese dip and chips in the mix. Like you could pick it up from your local Mexican restaurant, which is what I typically do. Um, They use goat cheese. It's fucking legit. But regardless, you could uh, mix in some Rotel, however you like it, but you got to have a good like spicy kick to it, kind of cheese dip with some solid fresh chips from a Mexican restaurant, in my opinion, as a solid pregame meal. And that's that you got you got to have the restaurant style tortilla chips. Yeah, that's 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 the key to that. Yes, that is the kicker. If you have like, you know, the Tostitos, get those bullshit Tostitos out of here. Yeah, Yeah, it can't be the super thick off the shelf Tostitos. It's got to be the. Yeah, no, 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 no. This has got to be the thin, like comes in a little white unlabeled bag from your local Mexican restaurant. Borderline greasy. Yes. Chips. And you get the. You, like I said, you can use Rotel that you make at home. However you do your cheese dip, that's up to you. Or you can pick it up from your local restaurant. But in my humble opinion, the ultimate pregame snack food is a bomb-ass cheese dip and and the good chips from a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of like the, uh, the Velveeta mixed with a good spicy salsa in a crock pot. Stir oh, yeah. that shit together and yeah. let it fester. Yeah, oh, get yeah. the rotel going, man. It's it's clutch. Yeah, you, you gotta. I mean, and you gotta simmer that stuff for like hours and build up oh, that yeah. cheese jerky on the side that yep, you scrape yep, off. Yep. And it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's almost like concrete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but so, so all right. good. All right. Well, I kind of feel like uh, you know the team like picking twelfth in the draft and having their eye on one guy that might go as like as high as four or five, and he sort of falls into my lap because oh. my best player available i'm i'm somewhat of a traditionalist i guess but to me hot wings should just be one one that's a before game that's a during game halftime that's that, i mean that's a day-long thing hot it's wings. a solid choice it is a solid uh, choice yeah the i mean i don't think that, anybody's gonna crush you for taking hot wings no, in the first round. Not. no it's it's the it's the safe pick you know he's so, got a but high there's, ceiling there's, there's low floor there there's it's a questionable pick because there's what kind of hot wings are we talking? Are we talking boneless, on the bone, breaded? Oh, like bone, in- oh, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, yeah. Cold water coming in. Uh, Those are chicken nuggets. Yeah. Boneless hot wings are not hot wings. No, they're not. They're disgusting. Yeah, okay. they're chicken nuggets. Just so we're, we all understand the rules on that. <laughs> yeah, we're all in agreement there. Boneless wings. If you like boneless, I like the meme. It's like, Guys who eat boneless wings, and it's like a guy who's peeing sitting down, you know? That's right. <laughs> it's, it's just guys who eat boneless wings are sissies, you know? That's yeah, right. if you eat boneless wings, send us your information to our email account. Send us something on Twitter. We will drive to your house, and we will punch you in the face. <laughs> be, be like Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so what what kind of hot wings did you take in the first round? That's what I want to know. Well, I, perhaps he should save his preference for the follow-on segment. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, that that's a good point. All right, yeah, I forgot about the power rankings. I'm not going to say any because that's the way wrong answer. But, yeah, we know that's uh, not true. All right, I could, I mean, I could narrow it down to like four or five that like solid choice. All for, right, so for my you're game taking days. hot wings and a player to be named later. Got it. 
Yeah, I guess we can call it. That's one way to look at it. So uh, that wraps up the first round. First pick in round number two, Timmy. All right. So uh, I'm going with a uh, highly touted prospect that's similar to Hot Wings is a traditional item that a lot of people are fans of. I'm taking uh, loaded baked potato skins, you know, with the sour cream and the chives (laughs) and the bacon bits on there. Solid choice on that one, man. Get it nice and crispy. Little uh, double, you know, fried in there. It's good stuff. Oh man, a little twice baked action. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to fry it and then load it up with the twice baked stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a solid effort there. Those uh, that's one of those foods that's kind of dangerous because if if it's available, like I could just dominate a whole plate without even really yeah. thinking about how much I'm eating. <laughs> you realize at the end of the night that you ate like nine whole potatoes, right? Yeah, it just that's the type of dish that really can sneak up on you, and then by the time you're done, you're, you like you try to stand up and you you simply cannot, and you're like, oh, holy shit! So what are you loading them with? Like you loading them with like bacon and cheese and sour cream and chives? Yeah, and shit? yeah, the standards: the sour cream, the chives, the bacon bits. <clears throat> you know, a little bit of uh, shredded cheese on the top, and then let it melt on there. Oh, that's man. that's the way to do it, right yeah, there. That sounds legit. I gotta hand it to you. That's a that's a solid second round pick, man. Yeah. I, I think I would maybe have a first round grade on. Oh, uh, absolutely! You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he might have gotten a gotten a steal there. Man, God, I feel like I'm going to lose out on this one. Oh, geez, my game day. Oh, maybe eats a what week. do you, What do you got? Let's see if you lose <laughs> or not. Well, after that that baked potato shit, man, it threw me for a loop. Like, damn, I, up. I didn't even think about that. Like that crushed me. Like I'm sitting over here, like I feel like a jerk off. That like my the rug's been pulled out from under me. I just Belichicked your ass. You did. Fuck, I feel like I need to trade down. <laughs> God, no, I'm all flustered. I don't know what I'm going to pick. <sighs> okay, I've got my solid number two. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you have a solid number two. Yeah, I'm solid number seek. two pick here. Now, this is going to be a main course meal. Like, this is the, you got the four o'clock game, and you're cooking it up the whole first half, and then you serve it at halftime. Okay, so you're talking dinner time meal here, but I'm gonna go with beer can chicken. Has anybody ever had beer can chicken Ooh. on this podcast? No, yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, routinely. So, yeah, routinely beer can chicken. So, for those of you who haven't had it, all you do is you stand a chicken upright, you stick a half full beer can up its ass, and you basically like smoke it for a few hours. Um, and it is the best way to eat a whole chicken. It's utterly juicy and fantastic and the flavor is phenomenal it's just man like if you're gonna cook some chicken if you don't have nine ten hours to smoke a chicken cooking a beer can chicken on the grill is the way to go and you just i've never been disappointed with beer can chicken so for a main course i'll go with beer can chicken for my number two overall pick decent i I hadn't i hadn't thought of that but i guess depending on time of you know time of day as far as when the game is that could be a because it's like, it, you know, it's basically a rotisserie chicken that yeah. you're making yourself without a rotisserie, right? Same, it, you end up with the same, a similar product and, you know, you can just kind of stroll by and pick bits and pieces off, pieces off as you go. And yeah, yeah. Basically you can slice it in half with a big ass knife and just eat you a half chicken and some sides for your dinner, you know? Yeah. That one never occurred to me. That's, that's actually, that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. That, that. <sighs> I, I didn't know whether to go first overall with that one, but I feel like the cheese dip is a more common occurrence. That's like something I would want every game day, you know, like that's my, he's starting every week. 
The the cheese dip is like, you know, taking the left tackle third overall. He's not flashy by any means, but if you don't have him, you know, your team's going to suck. <laughs> That's you know? right. Yeah, they're going to suffer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the beer can chicken would be like the elite kicker uh, that you take that boots 60 yarders when you need him. Yeah, the, the Janikowski pick. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. The, no, I think you have him in the right order because I think that the cheese dip is like independent of time of day. Yeah. And that can go all day. Absolutely. So kind of in a similar vein is Timmy. Uh, for my second round pick, I'm going to take mozzarella sticks. Ooh. Yeah, I was thinking about those Ooh, ones too. Man. I was kind of on the fence about including it. I was like, eh, it's not, and it's not something I do often, but it's also not particularly rare either. And it's, it's not an every, every weekend thing, but yeah, probably like twice a day, you know, oh, 4.30 kickoff. I don't really feel like cooking dinner throw down on some cheese sticks and, and kind of make it a, make it a snack. So you talking like grab the, grab the frozen jams out of the freezer and throw them in the air fryer, or the deep fryer. Or you like home making the shit. Oh no, I don't have that kind of time to make my own. Now it's strictly like the, what is it? The farm rich or whatever out of, yeah, the frozen one. <laughs> uh, I prefer air fryer because it, you go from slightly undercooked to exploded in the deep fryer, mm. like oh, in, yeah. in half a second. It's like, you can start to see the cheese ooze out of the side of one. It's like, Oh, got to get them. And you try to start scoop. But by the time you scoop out the last one, it's like, it's gone. Well, and, and it, it also, cheese. yeah. And it also requires like very much attention away from the game. So if right. you're trying to cook them during the game, it's like a no go. Yeah. I equate the, I equate the mozzarella sticks to like, you know, the, the safety on the back end of your defense, you know, you may not notice him a whole lot, but he's doing his job and you're glad that he's there when you see it on the spread. You know what I mean? Yeah. And occasionally yeah, you, like if you're super hungry and you've been drinking all day. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got a real important question for Eric on this one though. Oh boy. What do you, what are you dipping them in? Oh, fuck. You say uh, anything other than marinara sauce, you're fired. So sometimes marinara, and then sometimes <laughs> nothing. Ooh. Like I'm good with just a plain ass mozzarella. Ooh. I'm a mozzarella stick fan. All right, so just them alone, I'm good with that. Marinara was the correct answer. I would have also accepted ranch. I don't know that I've ever tried ranch. Might have to give that it's, a shot. It's fire. I don't eat ranch dressing, so I can't uh, can't can't attest well, you, to that. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sleeper time. Round three, Timmy. All right, this one is a sleeper. I, I guarantee you that none of you guys even had this one on your boards. I'm going with soft pretzels with beer cheese dip. Mm, that is right. a, I did not have a that on my board. very solid choice um, that I feel like is uh, one of the better options on a uh, game day spread. Yeah, I mean, that's a sleeper. Certainly. That sounds like something I would eat. Like, I mean, you know, you talking just like a... Like how big of a soft pretzel are we talking about? Like a well, massive like I one? Prefer, I prefer the ones that you can get that actually aren't in the shape of a, a traditional pretzel. They're more like a, a rod, if you will. <laughs> a um, pretzel stick. You know, yeah, but they're, they have a larger diameter and they're probably like six, seven inches long and you just break pieces off of them um, and then dip them in the beer cheese, man. Nice. So the straight salted ones, not any of the, yeah. like the funky seasonings on them. Nah, fuck all that shit. All right. Hmm. All right. Jason, who's your sleeper? Late rounder. All right. Well, I would be willing to bet that neither one of you have ever heard of, have ever even heard of my 
late round sleeper, and that would be uh, Kaneka Sausage. Have either of you ever heard of that? Negative. I've heard of it. I don't know that I've ever tried it. How far? How far is it from like uh, Andouille or Kilbasa? Uh, pretty far. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Well, then, it's, yeah. It's kind of it's like a hickory smoked sausage, but with Cajun flavoring. Okay. And basically, like you see, you know, the big packs of sausage or kielbasa that come in one big long stick and they kind of curve back and forth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In the plastic yeah. wrap. It's like that, but you can really only find it around here. And it's like a really spicy smoked sausage. And the best way to do it, what we do, we'll take and like buy like a couple of pounds of it. And we'll cut it up into bite size and stick toothpicks in it. And then just as you're walking by, man, grab a toothpick and crush a bite of Kaneka. And it is the best fucking smoked sausage you could ever eat in your life. So for those of you who are listeners who don't know, it's spelt like Koneka, C-O-N-E-C-U-H, Kaneka sausage. It's the greatest fucking like bite size game day eat ever. Super great sleeper pick. Yeah. I was actually about to ask you to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, connect. Maybe tracks them down and try it. <laughs> yeah, man. If I'm telling you, once it, like I mean, I almost like feel like it's got to be available in Georgia too. I don't know. It may just be an Alabama thing. I don't know. But either way, if you can find some, fuck yeah, get some. All right. So for my late round pick, I think I'm a new. Uh, I don't want to say controversial, but this one it might not be universally endorsed. But uh, it seems like anytime I go to a, a Super Bowl party or some sort of social gathering where a football game is involved. I, I rarely see it, and I don't really understand why, but give me pizza. I was just about to say, he's going to say like Domino's pizza, isn't no, it? No, no, I mean, not even Domino's. I'm honestly, uh, I'm more likely to make a pizza than a lot of these other things, just because I can make it at the beginning and then, you know, before the game, and then I can eat it for the next three hours. Hmm. Now, truth, truth be told, like if I'm just by myself at home watching football, pizza is usually one of the more common things that I'll make to have while I'm watching the game. Right. So like in season when I, I normally like sit down at 12 and turn the first game of the day on uh, at some point in between the first game and second game, kind of before that 430 slate starts or the 330 slate, I'll actually make the pizza and get it in the oven. And then that way it's there for the afternoon and the evening games. So at you know 11-ish, when I peel myself up off the couch and, and stop watching football for the day, maybe, depending on what's going on in the West Coast. But I mean, what, are know, we, I, what are we talking about here, though? Like a, yeah, like what's a, on your pizza? Like a, like a Totano or like a Tombstone or like a- No, no, no. I, I make- You talk about like actually no shit making a pizza, like just grab the pre-made dough, you know, no, circle. No, I'll- No, I'll, he I'll makes make the dough. I'll make the dough on Thursday night Holy and let it sit fuck. out. So you're making on, homemade pizza. Wow. Yeah. I'll, like Thursday evening, I'll I'll make the dough and let it rise until I go to bed Thursday night. And then I'll let it ferment in the fridge for two days. Yeah, maybe Friday I'll make it. But yeah, I try to get two, th- two three days of cold fermentation and I'll make enough for two pizzas. Uh, my kids are a little <laughs> bit picky, as am I. So usually it's nothing more than I make one uh, pepperoni and sausage with extra cheese and one with pepperoni and bacon and extra cheese. And, you know, they're happy. Damn. Well, um, now you have my attention. No shit. Yeah. God. So, oh, Eric with the late uh, round sleeper just crushing both of us. Sheesh. Yeah. So I, I can, I can, you know, bang out two pizzas in about 40 minutes, I guess, from rolling out to, well, not even rolling out because I roll it out and let it rise again. But from, from the time I start 
putting toppings on to the time both pizzas are, are ready and sliced. Um, yeah, yeah, 45 ish minutes. And, <laughs> and then I'm good for the whole rest of the day because it's a shitload of pizza. Holy smokes. Hot wings, homemade pizza, and cheese sticks. Whew, sounds like a heart yeah. attack all in one. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably cut back on that as I get older, but I'm not. <laughs> so, so those are, uh, those are our, 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 I guess, uh, top nine, right? Our, our right, nine well, go-to foods. And before you move forward, Eric, I would like to bring something to everyone's attention. Hunter Blue has thought it fitting since he's a Cajun and, uh, you know, we, I think we, as a group, all value Cajun cooking. And, and do we, do we have know, off the air opinion? Their, their cuisine. And, and, and we do have, entry. we do have his entries, his first, second round, late sleepers. And I'll save his, uh, his game day eats draft bust for last. Uh, his first round pick would be chicken and sausage gumbo. Now, okay. Now, okay, as, yeah. as someone who has eaten chicken and sausage gumbo cooked by this man, it's fucking legit. Okay. So not gonna complain about that at all. Like, I mean, right. So he's talking like legit gumbo, not Zatarain's out of the box made in an hour. I don't think you make anything other than legit gumbo. If you're from Louisiana. Yeah. There's probably laws against that. It's like a birthright. Yeah. Mom Dukes is in there making up the roux. You know, you get all that shit ready and just like the gumbo is legit. So that's his first round pick. Now, second round pick in true LSU fashion, uh, jambalaya. You know, if uh, if you're a Cajun, you like jambalaya, period. Everybody down there eats it. Uh, if you don't know what jambalaya is, then you just go get you a box of Zatarans because it's pretty fucking yeah, good. It's a, it's a rice and and protein based yeah dish. sausage and rice basically usually sausage sometimes beef yeah so uh and then <laughs> and then excuse me now this would be in true lsu fashion with the late round sleeper of the corn dog <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a total lsu pick. oh yeah lsu that's fans. also a total l yeah <laughs> I, yeah i don't know man i mean like it, that that one's not a sleeper that one's dead yeah <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that's a late round waste. Like that's if yeah. you're you're by yourself and you got nothing in the fridge and you don't really feel yeah. like waiting on pizza and you're like, wait a minute, I got some fucking corn dogs in the freezer. Let me jump them in the deep fryer real quick. If I yeah. come over to your house and you serve me corn dogs, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think I think corn dogs is that guy you get mid seventh round that you just the best you hope for is he contributes on special teams for two years yeah, you're before just like, you release him. I've been here for three days. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Whatever. Corn dogs, get out, get over here. You're out. Yeah. 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 That's... That one's rough. But, but what I like about his first two picks is they're similar to like wings and pizza where you don't have to sit down and eat it right then. Right. Or even chili. I'm, I guess I'm surprised that no one said chili, but it, it's one of those you can get it, you know, or the beer can chicken, right. You can go back to it over the course of the day and it's just as good. So. All right. Well, I've got some other quick replies here from, uh, I put out some feelers, okay, amongst our friends at the Pigskin Podcast Network. I put out some feelers and the most common responses that I got were obviously hot wings, you know, buffalo wings, hot wings, pizza, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the most interesting one was uh, from one of our producers, he's he's Canadian and he's uh, beer and duck legs, barbecue, <laughs> barbecue duck legs. That's his go to. 
What the oh, fuck I, is that, eh? I, I don't know. You, you said he was Canadian. I thought you were going to hit us with the poutine. No, no. Yeah. Barbecue duck legs and beers pregame and uh, a Japanese whiskey during the game. Interesting. Oh, he didn't go with the traditional Canadian Molson ice, you hoser? No, no, definitely not. And then uh, now I'm going to read you these and then Eric is going to tell me where this guy is from. Oh, oh boy. Pregame is brats, a cheese board, venison sausage, and copious amounts of Miller Lite, and during the game, a boot bottle of blackberry brandy. Where is this guy from? You must think I'm dumb. What was the third thing on this person's from Wisconsin's list that you said? (laughs) (laughs) He is absolutely from Wisconsin. It was venison sausage and then copious amounts of Miller Lite. No, you had me. At, you had me at cheese curds. <laughs> yeah, cheese board. Yeah, that's that's out there. So, and then you know the rest of them were just pretty much standard responses. Um, Typical fare. Yeah, you, you know wings, ribs, burgers, blah blah blah. So that's really. But I do have an interesting one for our busts. I've got two two really good ones there. So all right. Well, uh, talked about the things we like. Let's talk about the things we don't. Timmy, what do you got? Um, I think one of my biggest non-players in the uh, football eats section is like the charcuterie board type shit. You know, the meats and cheeses on the fucking wooden board with the crackers. It just, I mean, it's kind of just mid to me, you know, it's just meh. And then the longer it sits out, the worse it gets. You know, it's it's not something that should be served warm. You know, you take it out of the refrigerator you get yourself some meats and cheese and then you go about your business. But people let it sit out for hours and it's like, I ain't touching that shit. Yeah. I feel like that. Like, am I, am I like at a shitty wedding reception or at a ball game? Like what, what are we doing? Yeah. That's the drawback to that is like, it's, it's mediocre right out of the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. 20 minutes later, you're the the clock's up. you're, You're done. And there's nothing you can really do to church it up. Like you can't coach them up. You can't add anything it like it just brings minimal value to the table yeah. and it doesn't get any better. Yeah, you know. get those big like trays and then you're like, yeah, oh, this this is not worth the space it's taking up. No. You know, absolutely you know not. Fa- you know how many nachos I could fit in this space that's taking <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That's like you sign a one year deal with a guy and you barely use him at all. Like you play special teams for one or two games and you stick him back on the practice squad. You know? Yeah, league minimum. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh, all right. Speaking of league minimum, Jason, uh, what's your what's your <laughs> bottom of the barrel? <laughs> Whoa. All right. So my draft uh, bust for game day eats. I'm gonna go with. Uh, we kind of touched on it earlier. Uh, boneless wings. Anybody who orders boneless wings, I can't understand it. They're disgusting. They have a bad. I've never eaten a boneless wing that had a good texture to it. Like it just. They're gross. Like the breading is soggy. You can't buy them anywhere. They're either hard as a rock or soggy as fuck. And you might get one with some good sauce on it, but it doesn't matter because the product underneath the sauce sucks so bad that like I have a big problem with boneless wings and the fact that lots of people eat them. It blows my mind. I don't get it. Yeah, they're trash. Yeah, that that agreed. Yeah, that to me, that's the biggest like game day eats fail. Like Buffalo Wild Wings should just stop like serving boneless wings. Like it's a, it's an atrocity. It's all right. Well, for my, uh, for me, the, the, uh, game day eat that, you know, had, 
had two arrests in college and was academically ineligible for a semester and is on my do not draft list. Uh, miss me all the way with a veggie tray <laughs> with <laughs> oh, no. the broccoli and the cauliflower and the carrots. And then the, the big thing of warm ranch dip in the middle. <laughs> get, or God get forbid it's out. blue cheese. <laughs> oh my goodness. Who, who has that I, for a game day though? Who's bringing I, I've that? I've seen it before. And I, I want to do like the same person with the charcuterie board. <laughs> yeah. The I've same guy who orders boneless wings from Buffalo wild wings. Yes. Probably. Uh, yeah, I, just, I walk into this gathering and I see a, a veggie tray out and I just, I want to do the Ron Swanson thing where he just, Oh yeah, I'll have one. And then he immediately throws it in the trash. I would like another and throws it. It's like, no, just no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I will say that the, the carrots are at least edible to some level, but like who the fuck is munching down on cold broccoli and cauliflower? Well, so I don't like cauliflower. I guess if you're a vegetarian. I, uh, I, can't. I mean, the weird thing is those are vegetables that I mostly like and eat routinely, but I don't want anything to do with them, especially I've been sitting out all afternoon. But no, I mean, you're, you you're know, and maybe it's a matter of you're like, smelling next door like your neighbor's smoking a fucking pork butt and you're smelling that shit and it smells phenomenal. And what? We're going to go inside and dip some fucking carrots and some ranch dressing. No. Yeah. Like, ooh, oh, that smells delicious. I think I'll have some cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Absolutely no, I'm out. not. Solid late round bus there. 100%. So any guesses on what Hunter Blue's late round bust is? And for the record, I am 100,000% in agreement with this. I don't know. I got it nothing. with it. Uh, Hunter Blue's late round game day eats bust would be pineapple pizza. Oh, he can get the fuck out of here. Uh, I agree with pineapple him. and ham pizza slaps, dude. Pineapple on pizza should be punishable by death. Like it's negative. A, it's an absolute just slap in the face to all the rest of pizza. Nah, it's the great combination of sweet and savory, man. It's a classic formula. Oh God, something's wrong with you, Eric. You, I'm not even addressing that. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> you're being awful quiet over there. You're, no, we're no. I'm not even. I'm not even giving pineapple on pizza the benefit of the discussion. I am moving on to hot wing power rankings because. <laughs> oh, one more thing. One more thing. I do oh. have a, this is the last one. I swear. I did have a little chat with our friend on Twitter over at freezing cold takes at old takes exposed for any of you listeners who have not uh, followed his Twitter account. Give him a follow. Great follow. Uh, so I asked, uh, our boy there, I said, uh, what game day dish would deserve a freezing cold take if someone were to say, I want that for game day snacks? Everyone's faves are standard wings, pizza, beers, blah, blah, blah. What's something you'd hate to see? He said, no question. I hate the long sandwich. I said, wait, like a <laughs> sub? He said, no, the... He said, no, the six foot long sandwich where everyone is forced to eat the same sandwich with the same veggies and meats. That's just plain lazy. <laughs> yeah. The, the giant ass sandwich that's yeah. cut into like Hard three facts. inch squares. Yeah. yeah. Hard facts. Yeah. No. So solid answer there. Yep. So that deserves a freezing cold take for any of you people who are going out and, you know, buying the six foot sandwich for game day. Yeah. You're, you're all freezing cold. So yeah, that, that one. You show up to a Super Bowl party with that, and that you're just holding a sign on above your head saying, I don't care. Y'all took a week off. I just wasn't important. 
But uh, yeah, oh. we can move on to hot wing power rankings. I just I would I wanted to uh, let let the world know that freezing cold takes does not like six foot long sandwiches. Well, freezing cold takes is not alone. All right, so for hot wing power rankings, um, you know, hot wings are, and we're talking about the only real hot wings, the one with bones in them. They can be prepared a number of different ways. Some very good, some not, and even the good ones that maybe not better or worse, just different. Most people kind of have their peculiarities on how they want them done as far as, you know, grilled, fried, baked, breaded or not, you know, sauce or just seasoned, dry. So, Timmy, we're, we're going to have a South End Zone uh, party at your house and you're in charge of preparing the wings uh, to your liking, not anyone else's. How are you doing them? All right. So the first thing that I'm going to address is everybody is aware that there are two types of wing on the bone and they would be categorized as the drum and the flats and if you're coming to my house you're getting all flats all right (laughs) get those drums the fuck out of here give me the flats uh second of all my wings are going to be crispy Uh, i like a nice firm crispy texture to the wings um so nice and deep fried and then um as far as the flavor of the wings my personal favorite is a very nice garlic parmesan wing sauce. Sauce or seasoning or both? Sauce. Okay. All right, Jason, what about you? All right. Well, ultimately, I don't really have a preference on wings. This would be like power rankings for me. Like it's based, it's going to be based on the flavor. I don't necessarily need them crispy or soggy or anything. Now, I will say this. The flats, uh, I'm fucking going home. I want some fucking drumsticks. Like, <laughs> you know, they got more meat on them. They just, they're. That's debatable. They're easier to eat. Like, I'm not having to, like, pick between two bones. I don't like doing that. That's just, it's it's less messy. I can just grab it with one hand, eat it the whole way, and not have to pick through it. So, you know, as far as spicy flavors go with it, uh, you know, something that has habanero in it, you know, something like that. I, I'd be okay. Well, habanero mango. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a Buffalo Wild Wings thing, the mango habanero sauce. I mean, I'm okay with that, but really just like hot barbecue is good with me. Your standard, just like hot barbecue sauce. I mean, whether it be Sweet Baby Ray's or whatever you want to use, you know. Can we agree that regular traditional just Buffalo hot sauce is bullshit? Uh, for the most part, I think it just largely depends on what brand you get. I think they're all horseshit. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Frank's Red Hot Buffalo sauce is decent just by itself. So that, that would be my thing for my power rankings is, and this is kind of cheating, um, but I'm, I'm with, I'm with Timmy on, uh, they have to be crispy first off, So I prefer them not breaded, but I want the skin to be crispy. I don't want slimy, rubbery, soft skin on my chicken wings. Um, so I'll, I'll probably, they're probably overcooked when I fry them and that's fine. Um, I'm going to split the difference on you guys and I'm going to say both. Give me, give me the flats and the drums. Uh, I, I want them both. Give me all like, of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to choose between the two. I, I like to go back and forth. Now, as far as seasoning, I actually, I actually make my own sauce, which is why I say it's kind of cheating because, you know, most people don't, but I, I do have a sauce recipe that uh, I like a lot. It's got uh, a lot of minced garlic and ginger. So there's a little, uh, a little tang, a little sweet, a little spicy, not too spicy because I want flavor more than just straight melt my face heat, <laughs> uh, but I want them fried. They have to be crispy. I don't want them breaded. 
and I want my sauce. Hmm. So that that's my that's my go to for the wings. That's that's like my uh, list of attributes. Solid. Well, I guess we're going to Eric's house because he's making all the homemade shit. Yeah, I'm about it. Yeah, I have to cook at home. I got four kids here. I can't if I if I dined out more than like once a month, I would go broke. Yeah, you do what I do and order fucking four pizzas from Domino's at five dollars a pop. That's what you would do. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's rough out there, man. It is. But, we both got four kids. I know what it's like. <laughs> so that uh, I think that wraps up our game day eats. So we will be back with you guys uh, next week. Uh, so signing day uh, just occurred this past this past week. We'll be taking uh, we're going to take this week to kind of digest all the the ins and outs of that, and we're going to come at you next week with uh, some signing day winners and losers, uh, maybe some surprises, and dive a little bit deeper into who we think will be good two years from now. You guys, got anything else? No, I think we're good, man. Yeah, I think right, we uh, well, I think we put a lid on it. Uh, I would like to say fantastic job by our boy Eric hosting this week. So it's nice. Yeah, we got through it. Nice to take a week off every now and again from all that BS. So I'm maybe back in the saddle next week unless I can convince Timmy to host. I don't know. We'll see. Talk to my agent. (laughs) (laughs) He is your agent. I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) So. All right, well, we'll, we'll be uh, back with you guys next week. So everybody out there, stay safe, take care, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Later! Thank you very much. Have a great day.